0: Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast, Ronnie Kay and special guest Kent Erickson of the Joe Williams show on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM 1047, 1 to 2 p.m. weekdays. We'll get to Kent here in a second. And of course, lots of draft talk on the mind, the draft this coming Thursday. We'll uh, figure out what Kent thinks about what the Broncos should do what he thinks they will do, and all that fun stuff. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, it is baseball season. I know this is a football podcast, but you got to go check out that uh, well, that terrific rooftop view and, of course, the great food over there. 70 Colorado beers on tap, and then my personal favorite, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. I'm at like 35, 36. I'm trying to get to all 100, Kent, uh, working our way up there. Tap14.com. That's Tap14. Spell out the word 14 for me. tap Fourteen. Dot com. Kent, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks for having How me. How are you? I'm good. How are things? How are you? Are you excited? Uh yeah, sure. Why not? This you betcha. Is, because we we have this lull time after the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the Combine and the the, the Senior Bowl, and I guess that kind of gets us going, but yep. this is the week NFL draft. Yep,
1: you betcha. Exciting time, especially with a pick that high. Yeah, yep.
0: so the first time they've had this high a pick in a while, of a course, long time. Vaughn mm-hmm. Miller, the last one. Uh, let's talk about first what the team is doing this week, maybe weeks prior. Now, of course, you worked for the Denver Broncos for quite a while, long time. 20 plus years, yep. and you were a video coordinator, so you poured over film. <laughs> what is uh, Joe Collins? You on the show, the Prince of the All Twenty Two or something like that? Yeah,
1: the something of the All Twenty Two, something yeah. like that. Something so like
0: that. What are teams doing now? Is is all the studying mm-hmm. done? Are they pulling particular clips? I mean, where are they at right now in the process?
1: No, they should be done. They better be done. So their boards are put together probably, and they're going through scenarios for the next few days. So they'll actually pretend it's draft day for the next few days and go through what happens if this and what happens if that and what are we going to do in this scenario. Now, they'll also – why does that take three days, you say? Well, they'll also do the what if somebody wants to trade this spot to sure. go to this spot. So they go through a lot of stuff this week. The boards, though, should be done. The top 50 should be done. The top picks for each round, the top picks for each position. There's When people say what's on your board – There's actually about four boards, depending on how you want to look at it. So
0: So they're basically... It's just all the guys sitting around, mm-hmm. like if it was me, you, Joe, and right. a bunch of other buddies who said, yeah, let's do a fantasy <laughs> draft with these players. It's that's a lot basically like that, where they
1: Depends on the organization. How many people sure. do you let into this process? So a Mike Shanahan, there were probably 30 of us in the room every day. Mm. Um, John has tapered that down. There's probably a dozen guys in there with who get to uh, raise their hand when he says who would do this. Um, So it's been tapered down quite a bit, but it depends. Some teams still want everybody that had anything to do with this process in the room and raising their hand if they vote yes and uh, saying no to no.
0: And when it comes to boards per se, I Mm -hmm. mean, I know you were with the organization in a different era and and coaching and everything like that, but when you were around, it was five boards, it was ten boards, it was as many as you could have? I well, mean, there where was it? Three boards
1: down. in the back and they were actually magnetic boards mm-hmm. that you with a grease pencil you wrote sure, on the sure. board. But then in the front of the room there were projectors and there were three different projectors and they were hooked to databases and things like that running that. So it was an IT type setup as opposed to the back
0: was old school setup. So both, it was a mixture of both. Interesting. It works like we're uh, talking with Kent Erickson on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you could catch him on Mile High Sports Radio, AM thirteen. 40 FM 1047 1 to 2 p.m.s every single weekday. Let's just get down to it. What should the Broncos do and what do you think they will do? Let's start with what they should do.
1: Yeah, they should, you know, this is going to be weird, but they should follow their process and believe in the work that they've done. Okay. So for the past 6 months work has been going on on this leading up to Thursday. Sure. And they need to trust that and not just go off and go, you know what? We put in all this stuff, but I like that guy, and we're going to take that guy. Okay, so no wild cards here. That's why where mistakes are made. So for me to say what they should do, I don't know the process now. I haven't been involved in the process for 10 years now. So I don't know where they're at now. Philosophically, as a franchise, the number five pick is different than in other years when you don't have a top five pick. They have to look at it a little differently, and that is... What guy in this draft changes the future of where we're going, changes the look of this franchise going ahead? People will say they have too many holes to fill to use that number five pick on, say, a quarterback, but I say they have too many holes to fill to fix the team in one year. They've got to look forward years, and what needs to happen for the Denver Broncos to go forward to make an effect this Thursday on their future I think that is obvious. I think they have to pick a quarterback.
0: You think it's quarterback at five, not going to be as – well, at least you hope you're not Mm -hmm. this high in the future, and it's time to grab one of those signal calls because there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, and it's a weird
1: year. I mean, there's four of them, and I believe in all four of them. I think all four of them are starters in this league in the future. Now, they're not stars. You can probably pick one of them that's going to be a star, and which one you pick, that's the one your eyes like. Okay, But – Going forward, I think all four of them have a chance to be real players in this league.
0: Let's, let me give you a scenario. You have the top pick. Mm-hmm. How are you ranking the quarterbacks, the top four? Uh, right now, star
1: quarterback in the league to be, I would take Baker Mayfield.
0: Okay, so Mayfield
1: is your in guy. In a second. If I got a chance to take Baker Mayfield at number five, I would run to the podium with my card really? in case it was something that happened and it was a mistake. In case there was an earthquake or something <laughs> natural that held up the process, I would do that. Now, again, go back to what I said, the process. Sure. And if they're through their evaluations and everything, they don't agree with that, then you can't do that. So where you've put the quarterbacks, to me, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Those are the two guys. I would not even waste one second sure. in picking. No I would hesitation. Just take them. I would. The process. I don't know where they are with Josh Rosen. I I imagine if one of them is a question mark for them, it would be him, Josh Allen. Since they have signed Case Keenum, and he is going to be the guy here, year, despite what people think that. Well, if they take Baker, then he's got to be the guy. No, he doesn't. You don't want him to be the guy right away. You've got Case. Go ahead with Case. That way Josh Allen would also slip in there as a great pick for me for the Broncos going forward 10 years in the future. You have your quarterback. We're not having this discussion in the draft again.
0: Now, this is obviously not going to be the scenario, but let's just say Denver has their pick of the litter, and they have their opportunity to pick whatever guy. Are you First of all, do you trust the front office? to draft the correct guy because they mm-hmm. have missed in the past. Yes. Rock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, obviously the two main cases, but more so in particular too, do you believe that they are still influenced, particularly John Elway to pick big, strong arm, you know, uh, all the on field set sure. that, that uh, Josh Allen has, you know, as opposed to maybe more of a cerebral quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at quarterbacks and you say, well, do I want the short one who's really good or the tall one who's really good? I want the tall one. So I think it's a little used a little too much that, well, he likes big quarterbacks. Everybody likes big quarterbacks if they can play. So I think that's just kind of—he liked Paxton Lynch, but not because he was big. He liked him because he was pl- can play, and then he also liked him because he was big. It was another factor. But the play came first. He liked the way he played the game first, and he saw the potential. Remember, you're not drafting the kid who he is today. You're drafting the kid a year from now, two sure. years from now. Sure. And if you know, these are kids— these are just pups, and they're coming in. They're not going to be the same player one year, two years down the road yeah, that they I don't are even today. Know,
0: I don't even know if a Sam Darnold can buy a drink. I exactly. think he's twenty years old,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even close to where he's sure. going to be. You're drafting potential of this guy and what you see in him going forward, not what he did in the past. I think it's overemphasized his stats in the past and all that in the past. I think you're drafting who the kid's going to be.
0: Speaking with Ken Erickson, the Joe Williams Show on Mile High Sports. You can catch that show one to two p.m. on AM 1340 FM 104.7. It sounds like I kind of know where you're going with the answer on this next question. Would you be disappointed if the Broncos traded down? Yes, very disappointed.
1: If the Broncos are picking at 8, 9, or 10, and they move down, I'd be like, okay, yeah. what's the difference between 10 and 20? I'm okay there. When you get a top five pick, that just doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in franchise history, what, twice maybe Something in like the that, entire yeah. history. You get to pick a special guy. You get to pick the future. Don't just say, oh, we're, we want more picks of other guys instead of that guy. No, take this opportunity and go with it. Be aggressive with this. I would even, Ronnie, you, you might think I'm crazy. I'd be moving up. I'd be looking to move up, and then I would take. If they want to take Darnold at one, then I'm jumping ahead of the Jets, and I'm taking yeah. Mayfield at two. If they take Mayfield, I'm taking Sam Darnold. That's what I'm doing.
0: Well, it, it's interesting you bring that up because I, I had a discussion prior with uh, a couple other radio uh, media in the in the market, and I was talking to them about that same thing. You know, I don't mind a Washington team mortgaging the future to go get their guy and Robert Griffin the third assuming Robert Griffin, the third pans out, but Mm -hmm. at least they tried to go get that guy because I think you're exactly right. Denver has to hit here. That's, that's my big feeling is that we need to talk about the number five overall pick or higher seven years from now. Like we talk about Von Miller today, Seven years after he was picked, they've just got to get that guy. And certainly, obviously, it's more Mm -hmm. impactful if it's a franchise quarterback, which I'm kind of steering down the same route as as well as you. But let's talk about guys who are not quarterbacks. Let's just say we don't want to pick a quarterback, guys who are available, and they're very well could be the entire lot outside of maybe Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb. Mm -hmm. Who stands out to you as a good fit for Denver?
1: Um, If you can't do it, if you're, like I said, trust your process, trust your work. Mm -hmm. Don't just throw away all your work all of a sudden to make a reactionary pick. So you get there and say you have two quarterbacks, maybe three that you like, and all three of them are gone. That's a very likely possibility. Then you look at it and go, where's our next guy? Because you have a backup plan. You've gone through these past few days. You've gone through this scenario and said, what happens when the three guys we like are gone? I think the next pick that makes the most sense, because I've said it a hundred times on the show, Mm -hmm. if it's not a quarterback high, then I want the best offensive lineman you can build And I'm building my team through my offensive and defensive lines. So Quentin Nelson is my pick at number five if the quarterbacks are gone. And I know that means that passing on a Saquon Barkley, that's really hard to do, but he's a running back. And the fact doesn't change. I don't care how good he is. The fact is, he's a running back. I wait till the middle of the first round before mm-hmm. I'm even considering that pick.
0: Well, I, I wrote a piece on my life sports regarding this. Is that you know, we see it year after year after year that equal, if not better, value comes in later rounds with the running back situation. I know that Saquon Barkley probably going to be a special player, stud player, but. You know, with does the he less, change the future? Does With the less right. emphasis on running back, with the, I mean, we know how much of a brutal game this is for running backs, too. That has to be factored in as well, too. I agree. So, certainly going to be interesting. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast speaking with Kent Erickson. Of course, you can catch him on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM, 1047, 1 to 2 PM. And Kent, you're on Twitter, too. Where can I, they find I you I guess I am. You I haven't are?
1: checked for a while to see if I'm still there. You are. But at Kent Erickson, you can catch me there. I have so many followers. It's hard, you know. It's hard <laughs> to keep up with. But those those three that I have, they are loyal. I'll tell you that.
0: Uh let's talk about defense a little bit because sure. certainly this is going to be a team that is going to want to look at defense. Bradley Chubb, if he was available at 5. I know that he doesn't exactly match the scheme round, Mm -hmm. peg round hole. But if a guy is super talented like that, and let's just say the two quarterbacks that they want gone, Quentin Nelson, the lineman that you want gone. Are you looking at Chubb? Absolutely. How about you? (sighs) This is the one guy I've kind of been like on the fence Mm -hmm. with. I think there's too much outside of Chubb. That I would want at number five, okay. Which is why, like, I, I'm kind of like defaulting to that. But I think Ch- Bradley Chubb's a fine player. I so mean, if
1: they say four you like are gone, and Bradley Chubb's see, on the I board, w- would you like to I see him move? I think there's
0: six. That's why I, I'm there. Six, high you on like. Chubb. Yeah. Hmm. There's, well, there's. I'm I'm in the boat that, and I know there aren't a lot of Josh Allen fans, but I think they need to find the franchise quarterback in this draft mm-hmm. at one of the four guys. If it's the worst one, fine. Take him because we don't know who these guys are going to be. But we have all seen, particularly in the last couple of years here in Denver, you just don't win without a franchise quarterback and you have an opportunity to potentially get that. At least your, your chances are higher in one of these four quarterbacks. That's the way I see it. Uh, But then I also look at the Quentin Nelson and, and the line and, and. You know, it would be kind of nice to insert him and say, boy, you know, you just took your weakness, you know, a year or two ago and made it a strength now.
1: Well, I do hope that the work they've done has shown that they would absolutely take at number 5 Josh Allen. I hope that work has said that. Now, there's some questions about Josh. Absolutely. Sure. There's questions about all of them. There's questions about everybody in this draft. But Josh Allen, more so than, yeah, I know he's big. I know he's got the big arm. I know he's inaccurate. The fact is, he's a baller, Ronnie, and he—he he is a guy mentally, uh, personality-wise. He's the smartest quarterback in the group. He's got the most, the highest ceiling of anybody in the draft. I think he could—he could be the guy whose inaccuracy keeps him down a little bit. That could happen, absolutely. But I don't see a bigger ceiling in that entire draft than what that guy is capable of. If. He comes through if he grows up in the right situation, right place, right time. I think he's an absolute star in the NFL. Well,
0: and I will say this: a lot of people want to make the comparison from him to Paxton Lynch, and I just don't know if that's fair. Mentality is not even close. It's not even close. Personality is not and even the Josh same. Josh Allen is a very smart quarterback. Yeah, very I got to go smart. up
1: to Laramie twice this year and watch him play. Oh, sure. Okay, and if you watch him on the sidelines with his team, it's interaction with his coaches, his teammates, and everything else, his his demeanor when he goes in that mm-hmm. game, he's a warrior. He's a guy. You you want on your football team, and I'd be willing to bet my future to go with well, it.
0: Well, look, as somebody who's lived in Laramie for uh, <laughs> a short time, if you can throw in the winds of Wyoming, right. you can throw it anywhere. I tell you what, it is brutal up there. It's Again, the brutal- he's not the guy he's going to be. So yes, he's a little inaccurate. You don't
1: think you can help him with his feet a little bit, mm-hmm. get him straightened out a little bit, and improve that accuracy 10 percentage points? You absolutely can, and I don't think there would be any regrets of taking
0: that guy. I don't forward. even know if you need to get it 10 points. I mean, if you can get his career percentage to 61, 62. Right, well 60's the breaking point, I mean, point, that's, right? you know, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I know.
1: understand what people are saying. You put on the tape and you watch and you go, whoa, sure. <laughs> where was that ball going? But you look at it and it's usually nobody's trying to make a play that's usually when it happened and you can straighten that out I think pro coaching will take him a long way
0: let's talk about free agency and what Denver's done so far okay you happy with it give me give me a letter grade Uh, are they are they in the B range C plus Mm C I mean so because not too many huge splashes outside of Case Keenum, obviously. Sure. But shoring up positions that we all kind of thought were major weaknesses. Yeah, without big names in there, you'd want to get them a see. <laughs> but let's face
1: it, they solved temporarily. I think they solved the most important position sure. on the field. Case Keenum's a good get. That's a nice. That took the pressure off whoever they draft. They can bring a quarterback in here now, and he doesn't have to be like, "Okay, dude, here's the ball, take it and run." He can just sit back and he can learn a thing. And that is, as people want to say, you draft one that high, they got to play right away, but that's not the best-case scenario. Sure. That is not what you want to do. And for him to sit behind Case Keenum and absorb it all, take in the speed – practice every day with pro coaches in a pro situation, that would be ideal. And how'd they make that possible by signing case Keenum? I think it was an outstanding sign. I don't think you can go below grade B just because of that. I wouldn't give him an A cause I would have liked to seen some help on defense. I still would have liked him to see maybe a better option or right tackle than velvet Deer. I don't, I don't know if that is the answer there. I would have liked to have seen something else or something, a linebacker at least, or maybe another corner coming in or or something. We went, ooh, nice one. Just mm-hmm. one more probably would have taken it into the A range. But I give him a B for free agency.
0: Because I look at Denver's free agency in two different ways. Uh, but more in particular, they. I don't know if them going thrift shopping is too harsh of a term. Because I think a lot of people associate negativity with that. But, you know, let's face it. They were picking off guys who were cheaper. Tremaine Brock, uh, Clinton McDonald, Mm -hmm. Case Keenum in particular, even though he's a little bit more higher profile. Those are cheaper guys on that end for that position. Yes. So I'm not sure if that's a good thing because you are getting good talent. Valdir as well, too, from Arizona on the cheap. But also, if it doesn't work out, you are looking at a team that was picking from the scraps and we've seen them do this before with Donald Stevenson and Menelik Watson and guys who just didn't pan out. And I, there is a part of me that worries about that too.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um, we all want the excitement. We would have liked to seen a a higher profile signing. Um, the fact is you got to be so careful with those because when they don't work out, you've really handicapped yourself going forward. So, the first day, guys, free agency opens and those guys that sign the first day, that isn't always the best idea. The bargains are later. The guys they sign, we don't really know. Which one of them are we going to end up saying, man, that was a great signing? That was a Darian Stewart-type signing. Mm-hmm. Those those guys, I guess you got to just, again, Ronnie, trust the process. I hope that the grades they had on those kind of guys, they considered them a bargain, and, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that.
0: All right, let's uh, full recap here and come full circle, come back to the quarterbacks, and then we'll wrap this guy up. Of course, you can find Kent Erickson on Twitter, Kent M. Erickson, correct? Correct. All right, and then, of course, you can catch him on the Joe Williams show on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM, 104.7, 1 to 2 p.m. If Denver doesn't take one of those top four guys, um, and let's leave Lamar Jackson out of this, too, because I think he's kind of one of those weird, like, 1B, to the top tier four guys, let's say they go quarterback later in the rounds or at least in second, third round, a Kyle Laletta, or maybe, you know, early in the second round, Mason Rudolph, somewhere in that realm where it's not one of the high profile guys, but they did kind of make a strong effort to get one of those quarterbacks higher up in the draft. Are you happy with that? Because they can sit behind Case Keenum, or are you looking at it and say, "Man, you should have just went with the better talent." Yeah, if you wanted a quarter, if you took a quarterback in the second round,
1: then you felt there was a need for a quarterback, and you should have taken care of that in the first round. You should have used that opportunity in the top five to do it. Because at number two, you obviously highly value another quarterback coming in here. Why didn't you take care of it then? I'd be totally disappointed if they pick a quarterback
0: in the second round, because that would tell me something went wrong in the first. And that's where I'm. I'm because you see all these mock drafts and I know they're mock drafts, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of those who are out there who think, you know what, maybe that it's just too high a price for one of those top five picks. And then, you know, you get the, the, that, that fun word we use around this time of year value and (laughs) getting those picks. And then all of a sudden you pick one of those guys in the second or third round. I agree with you. It's then it's like, well, if you valued quarterback then Mm -hmm. why didn't you value it at five? But I don't know. Yeah,
1: Mason Rudolph falls to the second round. I don't think he's going to be there in the second round. But if he fell that far, mm, that'd be pretty tempting if I missed out in the beginning. So that'd be the one case where I get, okay, maybe. I would just like to end this whole whole okay maybe thing at our quarterback position, and I would like to see us have a guy so we don't talk about the quarterback position anymore. That's a set, done deal. The top teams in the league, they're not talking about their quarterbacks. Sure. They're talking about those holes they need to fill, and they're going to use the draft to fill it. Let's get there.
0: That'd be great, wouldn't it be? Oh, be so fun. we don't How have to
1: talk <laughs> Baker Mayfield putting on the orange on some—how fun would that be?
0: It would be an interesting one, whether it one. works
1: or not. How fun is
0: that? Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. I think, and look, I certainly have my favorites of the four, but mm-hmm. I think you you just have to get one. All right, who's you, your favorite? Uh, you know, personally, I I really like Josh Rosen. I really do, and I know that for for whatever the reason why he has kind of fallen down draft boards lately. Bit, I, yeah. I, d- I don't really understand that. It's like, nobody did any sort of on field performance. So it's, we're just going to make up a bunch of stories about him. Like not liking his teammates or something like that. Like I, I really don't get it, but um, I I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan as well too. Wow. Uh, I, you know, the moment Baker Mayfield Planted the Oklahoma flag <laughs> on that Ohio State Buckeye logo. I was like, I, I want that. I guy. want that. Right. I want that guy. I, I want, was too. I want the swagger and all that that comes with it because I do believe you need a little bit of that kind of cockiness, confidence that that he brings. And certainly, I, I think he's going to be a fine player too. Although, you know, I know there's a lot of um, woes or, or criticism on Josh Allen. You know, sure, I am interested to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the NFL, so certainly will be interesting. So, Kent, uh, thanks for coming on with me. No, thanks yesterday. for having me. I appreciate it, man. I enjoy
1: your podcast all the time, and now I'm oh, I appreciate on it.
0: one that's kind of a cool day. There thing. you go. Absolutely. You can find him on Twitter, Kent M. Erickson, and then, of course, on the Joe Williams Show, 1 to 2 p.m., Monday through Friday, Mile High Sports, and I'm sure you guys are going to be talking all NFL draft this week. Probably a yeah. little bit.
1: Yeah, A little bit of Rapids might, talk in there? We might mission... What? What? <laughs> no avalanche talking no i'm not going white water okay all right all right
0: Um, it's the broncos blitz podcast presented by tap 14 you can check them out 1920 blake street of course i know it's a broncos podcast but hey you rocky fans a hop skip and a jump away from coors field 70 colorado beers on tap and the 100 colorado distilled spirits and of course that rooftop we're just It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous in the summer in Denver. So be sure to check them out on the web for a menu and complete info on tap 14 at tap14.com. Spell out the word 14, tap14.com. Of course, you can find this podcast and many others we've done in the past. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast archive at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.